The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon maybe. I don't know when you listen to this. It's none of my business. But you are listening to Prospect Minded. That's right. I'm not doing a bottom six minutes this time. Jared Book took over the bottom six minutes for the Habs game for me. And I was in St. John watching Riley Kidney and the Getzenau Olympic play against the St. John Sea Dogs. A game in which the uh, St. John Sea Dogs got a surprising win. Over the Getzenau Olympic, uh, like I was talking to some of the guys in the press box and even one of the uh, security guards down near the dressing room afterwards, and even the biggest Sea Dogs fans in the building seemed pretty surprised that they got that one. Um, look, the Sea Dogs were, the, I think they're the nine seed. Where are they? Yeah, they were the nine seed in the East, and so they crossed over to play. You know, the number two seed in the West. This was expected to be a run through. For the Getzenau Olympic, it was expected to probably be a sweep. Uh, it obviously won't be now. The series is two to one in favor of Getzenau. They won the first two games in Getzenau. There's one more game tomorrow in St. John. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to go to that one or not. We'll see. But uh, a big one for sure. I think definitely Getzenau wants to try and get that one so that they can try to take uh, the win on home ice when they get back. But look, I'm not really here recording this just to recap that series and talk about what might happen in the remainder of that series. Realistically, what I wanted to record this for was to talk about Riley Kidney, who I had a chance to speak with after the game briefly. Um, he has been one of the more interesting Habs prospects uh, to watch this season. He started off the year with the Acadie Bathurst Titan, and uh, he was doing well, for sure. Well over a point per game. Uh, I think he had... Before he got traded, I, I want to say he was at 45 points or something in 30, 30 games. I'm not entirely positive. Uh, I'd have to go double-check that. We'll take a quick look. 31 games. So he had 45 points in 31 games with the Acadie Bathurst. He gets traded to the Getzenau Olympic, and he goes on an absolute tear. 65 points in 29 games, well over two points per game, and really puts himself on the map among Habs prospects in an already strong prospect pool. He's generating more interest than uh, than guys who are potentially ranked ahead of him by a lot of people. And a lot of that has to do with <clears throat> the trade, for sure. I think going to a, a better team in Getzenau gave him better wingers to play with, and obviously he's a pure playmaker, pure as they come. So it, it definitely didn't hurt him to be on a better team with better wingers. However, there's also been some really interesting developments in the way that he plays this season. I've been talking to Hattie Kalakesh uh, from Habs Eyes in the Prize and from Dauber Prospects a lot about Riley Kidney. And one of the things that you'll notice if you take the opportunity to watch any of his games is you'll see how often he attacks in the middle. 
that was something that didn't really exist in his game last year. Last year, <clears throat> he would carry to the outside a lot, and he would try to feather really nice passes into his teammates. He is an extremely capable passer. He can make some absolutely beautiful plays moving the puck to his teammates. But I, I, I feel like the one thing that was missing from his game was the ability to get to the middle and make opportunities for himself. Now, this season, we've seen him getting to the middle. We've seen him really attacking and really being aggressive about going into that center part of the ice uh, and keeping some of those opportunities for himself. I've seen him score some beautiful goals this year where he just cuts into the inside and then lets go a wrister. He's got a very nice wrister, by the way. And a lot of these plays just weren't happening last year. Again, more content to just take it to the outside and then try to find his teammates, uh, which he's lost none of that. He's lost none of that ability to make some of those pretty plays with the puck and to find his teammates. But adding that additional layer is going to be huge for him going to that next level, uh, especially if he wants to stay at the center position. So without further ado, uh, at this point, I'll cut out and I'll play the full interview for you guys. It's a pretty short one. It's only a couple minutes long. I think it just got over three minutes, maybe. Um, he, I'll, I'll be honest with you. He, he walked out. Uh, I was over by their dressing room and he walked out and he looked dejected. Maybe it was because he had to talk to a scrub like me, but I, I think it was because they, they really wanted to get that victory there. I think they wanted to get the sweep in this series. And I think a lot of people were expecting them to. So without further ado, I'll play the interview and then uh, I'll have some more thoughts afterwards. All right, I'm here with Riley Kidney after a 3-2 loss against the St. John Sea Dogs. Um, Shingarov kind of bullied you guys in that one, eh? What do you guys think? What do you think you need to do next game to uh, turn it around? Yeah, uh, I thought we had uh, we played we played bad throughout the whole game. Um, the moment pump drop, we we weren't we weren't ready. We took them lightly, um, but yeah, we just need to play a full 60 minutes, um, play our, our our way, our style, and I think if we do that, we'll be we'll be fine. I want to go back a little bit to World Juniors, right? You were at camp with Team Canada. Obviously, you got hurt, yeah. didn't get the chance to go there. Was there any additional motivation that you got out of that? Because it seemed like you came back from that and immediately started doing damage in the queue. So Yeah, um, obviously, that was a big, big personal loss for me. I'm not making that in my, in my hometown. So it gave me a little, a little fire um, to push even harder to show, show everyone how, how good I can be. Um, so, yeah, I think it... It was, it was tough, but uh, in the long run, uh, I think it's, it's really helped me in the second half. Good to hear. And um, <clears throat> another thing that a lot of scouts have been noticing, myself as well, seems like you're attacking the middle a lot more this year, especially once you get across the blue line in the offensive zone. Is that something you're consciously doing? Is that something that the Montreal Canadiens asked you to start working on more, or uh, what, what happened there? Yeah, um, yeah, Montreal um, kind of told me um, the dangerous attack the middle, that's where all the danger happens. Um, so I've been really focused on this year. Um, I think it's it's working out, so uh, obviously I'm going to continue doing it. But yeah, um, I knew last year I was more of a perimeter player, looking for the pretty plays. Um, but this year I've, I've really tried to work on um, attack the middle, um, ta- attack mindset at all times. So yeah. And for you personally, what do you think you need to do to get to the next level? Um, any other changes, or really just keep attacking the middle? Yeah, personally for me, I need to get uh, a lot bigger, not a lot stronger. Um, I think that's my one weakness right now. Um, so uh, the off season um, is, will be the biggest of my life because um, I'm turning pro next year. So uh, I just need to need to gain a lot of weight and uh, gain some muscle. Last question, and I know you probably get this one a lot, but I know you got a game tomorrow, so I don't want to keep you too long. Next year, what's the goal? Laval, Montreal. Yeah, well, obviously the ultimate goal is to make to make Montreal. Um, but you know that's it's a it's a, it's a big it's it's pretty tough. Um, so obviously the goal is to make Montreal. Um, but I'll be like, so I'm completely, completely fine with uh, Laval. I'm happy, and I, uh, I know I need to develop, work on a few things in my game, so I think that would be a great spot for me. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. 
And there you have it. The most interesting part for me uh, was hearing him talk about how it really motivated him, missing out on being at the World Juniors in front of his home crowd. Uh, obviously, he's from Halifax. So we would have got the opportunity to win a gold medal in front of his hometown. Um, look, I, I, I was gutted for him when it happened, and I was even more gutted for him hearing him talk about it. I almost regretted asking the question a little bit. But it's interesting that what I thought was correct, which is that it did, in fact, motivate him a little bit. And you really saw it. Like the moment that he came back from that injury to the queue, he was absolutely tearing it up. And then after the trade, just tearing it up. I mean, he was driving the bus in Akadzi Bathurst before the trade. But I've, I've said this before on other podcasts, that was a broken bus. Like that bus had several flat tires and he was trying to drive it the best that he possibly could. But there wasn't a whole lot that he was able to do. He goes to a better team over in Gatineau and immediately you start seeing all those same things that he was doing in Akadzi Bathurst, but he's having more success with those things. Um, personally, I also loved hearing him say that he's got no problem going to Laval. Obviously, the goal is to go to Montreal, like he said, but he did mention that he feels like Laval will be a great spot for him to work on some of the aspects of his game that he still needs to improve. Also loved hearing him talk about how he wants to get stronger as well. Um, you know, I stood in front of him. He's not a small kid. He's about the same height as me. I'm six feet tall. I'm considerably heavier, um, but I'm also not a professional athlete. So, you know, I, I feel like for him to have those motivations to number one, to continue to attack the middle, number two, to get bigger and stronger. I think those are going to serve him very well at the pro level, particularly considering that his main strength is the way that he processes the game uh, and his playmaking ability, particularly from the perimeter. But now more than ever from the middle of the ice, which, again, is going to be key. I've always said when it comes to Kidney, I, I wonder if the landing spot for him in the show is going to be on the wing. I didn't want to ask him about that. Uh, I felt awkward, honestly. Like I was gonna, It was one of the questions that I kind of had in the chamber where I was going to say, do you feel like you might want to convert to the wing before you go to the NHL? But with how good he's been this year at center, I just felt like it was almost an insulting question to ask. So I didn't go there. Um, I, I kept it simple, and, um, and you, heard it from, you heard it from him, right? He got a lot of motivation this year. The Montreal Canadiens asked him to start attacking the middle more. He's done that, and what did it get him? It got him a career year in terms of points in the QMJHL. It got him traded to a team that had to give up a king's ransom in order to get him. That's a, the, the Halifax Mooseheads, I have it on good authority, were in the running to try and get Kidney from Bathurst, and they got beat out by the uh, Getsenau Olympic. They had to outbid the Halifax Mooseheads to get Kidney's services. That's how much interest there is in this kid. This is going to be his last year in the QMJHL for sure. Um, I think next year it's it's either Laval or Montreal. We'll see how things shake out in camp. But I got to say, from, from talking to him, uh, from seeing what he's done so far this year, I wouldn't write him off when it comes to making the Habs. I really wouldn't. He's the kind of player that he's extremely coachable. Um, he wants to win. And if you surround him with the right talent, he can give you absolutely unbeatable performances. So uh, really, I, I think he's a prospect that is probably going to climb this year in the top 25 under 25 when we do our, our annual ranking. I, I really think I had him what last year I had him at 10. And I think most people are probably going to want to bump him up. The only problem there is that the Habs prospect pool is so deep right now, so good that it's tough to move people up or down. You know, there's going to be guys that are going to go down a little bit that probably don't deserve to. There's going to be guys that go up that definitely deserve to. And that's why some guys are going to end up dropping down. So it's going to be a fun ranking to do this year. I would encourage everybody listening, keep your eyes on our site. Right now it's HabsEOTP.com. It's going to be changing back to HabsEyesOnThePrize.com soon. 
probably by the end of this week. But keep your eyes on Eyes on the Prize because when we have the rankings going, like when we're in the process, we're going to have an article up and everybody will have the opportunity to have their say. We always have a community vote in conjunction with our own vote as staff. And uh, it's a fun exercise, man. If you really want to get excited about the future of the Montreal Canadiens, it's the thing to do. And keep Riley Kidney in your thoughts when you're making that list. Take a look at some of the highlights. I've got a lot of them up on my Twitter account. If you haven't seen it, you can go and just do an advanced search on Twitter and see all the different things that I've put up of him so far this season. He had a great year. I think he deserves to jump a little bit in the rankings. We'll see where he ends up landing. Um, look, and uh, if, if this series goes a little bit longer than expected, maybe I'll try to get another interview with him when he's going to be a little bit happier after a win or something. We'll see. Uh, until then, I want to say to everybody, thank you, as always, for listening. We're on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate it very much. Thanks again, and à la prochaine.